1: NATO members meet to discuss the crisis in Afghanistan. We're going through a period of significant challenges in Afghanistan. The U.S. southern border crisis grows.
0: This is unsustainable. This is on. Un- this is not America. This is not the way things should be.
1: Supporters of those jailed for January 6th make their voices heard at the Capitol building.
2: Let them go! Let, Let them, them go! go.
1: This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Monday, September the 20th. I'm Mike Scott. The National Review details a number of tragic stories of the Taliban stepping up their reign of terror on those left behind after the U.S. military withdrawal. The Washington Post quotes a Taliban commander saying his troops were disappointed at the missed opportunity to become a martyr. The paper quotes the commander telling his followers to be patient, relax, they still have a chance. Over the weekend, a bomb has killed at least three people in eastern
3: Afghanistan and injured around 20. Witnesses say a series of three explosions have targeted Taliban vehicles in the capital of Afghanistan's eastern Nangarhar province. No one's immediately taken responsibility for the attack but the increasingly violent Islamic State Group affiliate is headquartered in the east and they're enemies of Afghanistan's new Taliban rulers. It wasn't immediately clear whether Taliban officials were among the dead and wounded. Also, police officials say a stick Bomb, a form of hand grenade has exploded in the capital Kabul wounding some people I'm Charles Dilledesma Army
1: General Mark Milley in Greece meeting with NATO counterparts hoping to forge more intelligence sharing and other agreements to prevent terrorist groups from regrouping in Afghanistan Admiral Rob Bauer chair of the alliance's military committee told participants military force is the ultimate guarantor of allied freedom without a strong and credible military to back it up diplomacy will fail. And while
0: military action is always the last resort, sometimes it is the only
1: rational response. The admiral said unity between nations is vital in the face of threats. In an unpredictable world, we
3: need transatlantic
1: unity
4: and security. We need Europe and North
1: America to stand strong, bound together by shared history, values and goals. Correspondent Charles De La Desma says the Afghan Taliban have replaced the ministry for women with one restricting them.
3: Sarah Sarah, a former advisor at the Afghan Women's Affairs Ministry, says, unfortunately, there's no place for the Women's Affairs Ministry in the framework of the Islamic emirate of afghanistan and there's no presence too of women in the cabinet of the islamic emirate the taliban rulers have now set up a ministry for the propagation of virtue and the prevention of vice in the building that once housed the women's affairs ministry escorting out world bank staffers as part of the force move it's the latest troubling sign that the taliban are restricting women's rights as they settle into government
1: the mayor of afghanistan's capital city of kabul says the Taliban has ordered female government workers to stay home. The
5: interim mayor of Afghanistan's capital has said that only women whose positions cannot be replaced by men will be allowed to work. Many women bravely took to the streets to protest increasing restrictions on Afghan women. In recent days, the new Taliban government issued several decrees rolling back the rights of girls and women. Girls in middle and high school have not been allowed to return to school, whereas boys returned recently. Protester Basira Tawana said the Taliban are misinterpreting Islam. In Islam, women are given more rights. Why are they taking our rights? We need schools for ladies to reopen again. Women should go back to their jobs." I'm Karen Chamas.
1: The New York Post reports the U.S. military is backtracking on a claim they killed Islamic State members in a drone strike. Daybreak Insider's Ken Lorman. Marine General Frank McKenzie, head of U.S. Central Command, called it a tragic mistake. For days after the August 29th strike, Pentagon officials asserted it had been conducted correctly, but news organizations were raising doubts reporting that the driver of the targeted vehicle was a longtime employee of an American humanitarian organization and cited an absence of evidence to support the Pentagon's assertion that the vehicle contained explosives. As military leaders were revealing the deadly screw-up on Friday afternoon, President Biden had already headed to his beach house in Rehoboth, Delaware, for the weekend. He said nothing to reporters on his way out of the White House or upon arrival in Delaware. Peril A new book by Bob Woodward and Washington Post reporter Robert Costa recently released claims that Biden aides intentionally keep the president away from unscripted moments and long interviews. Administration staff call the effect the wall, a cocooning of the president, the book says, to counter Biden's tendency to, at times, be testy or mangle statements. Missouri Republican Representative Ann Wagner spoke with Salem Radio's Hugh Hewitt, saying decisions by President Joe Biden show the administration is collapsing.
6: On, on every, every issue, whether it has to do with, uh, with the, the, just a the mess at the border and the fact that they have turned a blind eye to it. They won't speak about it. They won't recognize it. I was down there with 20-year veterans with our Border Patrol that, that say they feel abandoned. By their uh, American government and by this administration. And I, I'll tell you, I got on planes from McAllen, Texas. Everybody had an envelope. They were being sent right into the interior. Every single state, even Missouri, my state, in the middle, we are all border states as a result of Joe Biden's foreign policy. Even going into inflation, even going into this, this, this incredible outrageous spending that he's doing. Afghanistan, uh, which, you know, I I did a hearing on earlier this week, uh, is and remains uh, an absolute shameful, shameful disaster.
1: Considering the recent questioning of Secretary of State Antony Blinken over Afghanistan, does the Congresswoman think anyone will resign?
6: I don't. In fact, uh, what we heard from Secretary Blinken uh, at the hearing that we had in the House, and then again the second one on in the Senate uh, was just the blame game and dodge and and we they don't he says he'll he'll take personal responsibility. Well, if he takes personal responsibility, the buck should stop with him, and he should resign. They double down on the fact that they believe this was a success, a success you uh, at a cost of thirteen American lives. $85 billion of our, our extreme military equipment, the top-notch, our Bagram Air Base, our U.S. Embassy, our credibility with our allies, and as you said, the Afghans who, who stood and fought with us, who fought with my son who served time over in Afghanistan, and our national security and the safety of our homeland. Uh, this uh, I told him, make no mistake. This inept withdrawal has left America and the world a much less safe place 20 years after September 11th.
1: Who exactly did the Secretary of State say is at fault?
6: He blames the Taliban. He said at least three times to me, the Taliban made it clear, the Taliban made it clear, clear of what? That we had a withdrawal or they would escalate. He blamed it on Putin, who's now dictating our, our counterintelligence. He blamed it on NATO. He blamed it on Trump. And when I said, do you take any personal responsibility for this disastrous withdrawal, or do you still want to call it a, quote, success? Um, he went on to, uh, to say it was the right thing to do, um, and that he stood by it. He takes responsibility, and I said, resign.
1: Wagner believes the administration puts their trust in the wrong people.
6: And what happened here at the end with Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken outsourcing the safety of our military that were patrolling and protecting the Kabul airport—they outsourced their security to the Taliban, to the Taliban, to brutal terrorists. It is outrageous, outrageous, and um, I'm telling you, they—they they were given a plan. They had a plan—a uh, plan for a withdrawal and drawdown that was left them that was condition based and instead. They made it a chaotic race for the exit, and that's what we witnessed.
1: The representative from Missouri says the U.S. military community has many questions and concerns.
6: So many at our, at our district office that we're hearing from that uh, veterans that need help and services, they've been triggered by this, they are, um, they are sick, they wonder if their service meant something. We're doing everything we can to tell them their service did matter. Their fight for freedom and for liberty matters. We honor their service, just as we honored the service of Lance Corporal Jared Schmidt this week when he was laid to rest at Jefferson Barracks in Missouri's 2nd District.
1: Hewitt said he recently spoke with an Afghan now in the United States. This Afghan told me that for
4: 20 years, a generation of freedom-loving Afghans has grown up because of the efforts of your son and every other American member of the military, both who served in Afghanistan, who served in a support rank, and that that might make a difference in how long the Taliban can hold on to power. So they did not, it's not wasted. It was so important. Do you think they know that? I don't know. I hope so. Uh, I know they've been dealt a bad blow
6: now. I've seen it among my own colleagues who fought fought in in the military. Uh, They're now serving in Congress. I see it. With my own son. I see it with the veterans that are contacting uh, our office. They're upset. And again, they want answers. They want accountability. Secretary of State Blinken should resign. He should resign, and there needs to be a full on and ongoing investigation. And I am insulted and outraged that they call this a success.
1: Fox News says the number of Haitian refugees crossing the southern border has now reached 15,000. Fox News' Bill Malugan says Border Patrol sources have confirmed they have processed over 2,000 migrants in the Del Rio, Texas sector. Malugan says that means approximately 12 to 13,000 are still at the makeshift refugee camp at the bridge. At least two buses are taking single adult men to Westlaco in the Rio Grande Valley, a sector where they are already 500% over capacity. The federal government began efforts over the weekend to deport many of the Haitian refugees.
7: Details of the plan to fly them back to Haiti were yet to be finalized, but would likely involve several flights per day starting as early as Sunday, according to officials who spoke to the Associated Press on condition of anonymity. Meanwhile, Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed legislation Friday committing nearly $2 billion to secure the state's borders. These
1: funds are needed
7: because the Biden
1: administration's open border policies have opened the floodgates.
7: I'm Julie Walker.
1: Salem Radio's Larry Elder Show guest host Carl Jackson said the media exposure has dropped as the numbers of those seeking asylum has increased.
0: Back in March, 173,000 people tried to cross our borders. That was a record, folks. And the networks covered it for about 113 minutes. That's a pretty significant amount of time. But in August, as the number is up to 208,887, so we're still breaking records, they've only covered it six and a half minutes. The media is doing everything they can to hide Biden's tracks, we're going to pay for this.
1: Missouri Republican Representative Ann Wagner told Salem's Hugh Hewitt the numbers getting into the country illegally are higher than reported.
6: We've had over one, nearly one and a half million illegal migrants come across our southern border since Joe Biden stopped the Trump policies and opened our borders to catch and release, and they're coming in droves because the court. is is getting ready to put back in place the Remain in Mexico policy that worked so well, and uh, they're flooding us. And those are the ones we're
1: apprehending. Salem's Hugh Hewitt says the refugees from Afghanistan versus the southern border migrants seem similar but hold very different justifications.
4: I am applauding America's decision to admit 37,000 Afghan refugees because we absolutely screwed the Afghan people who depended upon us. And that's what refugees are for. The Taliban will kill them. The Haiti exodus, these. These Haitians went to South America first and then moved up to Central America and they're heading to the United States because they perceive that the Biden administration has said all alien free and we've got this ter- we
1: can't take the people we should take because we're getting people that shouldn't be coming here. The most significant voting rights and democracy reform is the argument from proponents of new proposed legislation. It's called the For the People Act. But as far as Heritage Foundation legal fellow Zach Smith is concerned, the House voting rights legislation does nothing for voters. Smith says the legislation would prohibit states from requiring photo identification when people go to vote. Voter ID uh, is one of the easiest and most common sense uh, mechanisms
4: states can implement uh, to protect the integrity of their electoral process.
1: Smith believes in order to avoid cheating, states should be able to make sure voter registration rolls are up to date.
4: What H.R. 1 and, again, some of the other resolutions that have been proposed in Congress would do, it would, again, prohibit states uh, from using certain databases to check the accuracy of their voter registration rolls. And it would also require states Uh, to allow same-day voter registration.
1: Two versions of the House's voting rights legislation are in trouble in the Senate.
4: There's H.R. 1 uh, for the People Act. I think that is dead in the water in the Senate, it looks like. There's H.R. 4, the John Lewis uh, Voting Rights Act. I think that also faces
1: an uphill battle in the Senate. The House's Freedom to Vote Act is a test of the filibuster procedure. In the Senate. One of the goals of this piece of
4: legislation is to force a broader discussion on the filibuster in the Senate and potentially to use this as a vehicle to try to eliminate or significantly alter
1: how the filibuster currently functions. Capitol Police say approximately 400 to 500 demonstrators turned up Saturday for a rally to support those charged in the January 6 riot at the Capitol.
7: The rally took place in fields far from the Capitol building. It was ringed by heavy dump trucks. There were a few counter-protesters and a few scuffles. Police say one person was arrested for carrying a knife, but no major incidents were reported early on. Organizer Matt Brainerd, a former Trump campaign staffer, told the crowd, respect law enforcement.
2: This is about the many people who were there that day who have not been charged with violence, not been accused of assaulting a police officer, destroying property, and the disparate treatment they've received.
7: According to a review, roughly 63 people are being held awaiting trial or sentencing in connection with January 6th. More than 600 people were arrested. I'm Julie Walker.
1: Brainard said the group doesn't believe in violence.
2: We condemn violence, political violence in all of its forms. We don't want any today. And we condemn the political violence that happened on January 6th. Anybody who engaged in that kind of violence or property destruction that day deserves to be tried with a speedy trial. If found guilty, locked up for a long time.
1: The protest is not about politicians.
2: It's not about President Trump. It's not about President Biden. It's not about the election. It's not about what you think happened with the election. It's not about any fringe third-party group. I already politely requested that a group that I saw with a off-message flag take it down. They were very respectful they did that. I'm grateful. This is about justice.
1: Jeff Zink says he was at the Capitol with his son on January 6th. And while the FBI cleared him, his son got into trouble for what he says was taking a video.
8: My son on February the 4th had his door kicked in by 15 FBI agents, flash banged him and his dog, and put him on the floor and and handcuffed him and dragged him out of his house. My son has also lost his job and his home.
1: Zink echoed the sentiment he does not believe in violence.
8: I condemn the things that took place that were not American, not patriotic. This America is about peaceful protest. And that's what I uh, expect all of us to do as well.
1: Zink told the crowd it's time for people to stand up and start speaking for those who are being held.
8: This government wants to keep us silent. They want us out of the way. I will not be one of those that are going to be silent. I am not going to be afraid. I will not bow down.
1: In an interview, Ryan, a demonstrator who did not want to give his last name, says he came to support those who were peacefully there January 6th.
3: Every citizen should be outraged about how
1: these folks are being treated differently than other violent actors in protest. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison is defending his move to pull out of a deal with France for a fleet of submarines.
5: France accused Australia of hiding its intentions to back out of the $90 billion contract. However, Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison said France was well aware of the issues before Australia pulled out of the deal. They
0: would have had every reason to know that we have deep and grave concerns.
5: President Joe Biden revealed last week a new alliance, including Australia and Britain, that would deliver an Australian fleet of at least eight nuclear-powered submarines. The cancellation has caused a diplomatic crisis which has seen France recall its ambassadors to the United States and Australia. President Biden and French President Emmanuel Macron will talk for the first time since the spat began in an attempt by the US to mend relations with the European nation. I'm Karen Chamas.
1: At a news conference, Morrison said Australia decided to pull out of the deal with France because it didn't meet their needs. That the capability being delivered by the attack class submarine was not going to meet our strategic interests. The Australian PM said the concerns about the submarine contract were discussed months ago. There had been a range of issues earlier in the contract
0: and throughout the contract that we had had discussed on, on numerous occasions. But ultimately, this was a decision about whether the submarines that were being built, at great cost to the Australian taxpayer, were going to be able to do a job that we needed it to
1: do when they went into service. And finally, the Interior Secretary says that the leadership of an agency that controls 245 million acres, mostly out west, is returning to Washington, D.C.
7: Interior Secretary Deb Holland is moving the headquarters of the Bureau of Land Management back to the nation's capital after two years in Colorado. Reversing a decision made by former President Trump's administration, the Bureau lost nearly 300 employees when its headquarters was relocated to Grand Junction, Colorado in 2019. The agency manages the usage of millions of acres of public land in western states, from grazing, recreation, and wilderness to fossil fuel extraction and renewable power development. Holland says the agency's current space in Grand Junction will become its western headquarters. Jennifer King, Washington. Subscribe
1: to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHole.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. And join us again tomorrow. I'm Mike Scott.